You're listening to Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, a new podcast series by me, Kelly Track. I'm a business coach. I'm the soon-to-be published author of P.S. You're a Genius. And I'm a professional figure-it-outer, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. In this mini-series, we're exploring all those feelings and emotions that come up right before you're about to do something big, and how exactly you figure it out along the way. In my case, it's the launch of my very first published book, coming this November 2021. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Test, 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 testing, one, two, one, two. Ooh, yay, it's working. Amazing. I just spent some time getting everything sorted for me on my end when I record these for you in GarageBand. So my 20 minutes of tinkering around has been effective and I have found a solution. <laughs> so we are officially recording. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, another piece of the mini series where we're talking about all those feelings we come up against when we are on the verge of launching something big. So this week we are figuring out how to step into that energy that you wish to embody. So here's kind of how I see it. There's you in the present moment and how you live your life right now and how you act and your ways of being. And then there is that vision of yourself that is truly the highest version of self, right? Your higher self, you living out your goals and that person you want to step into and become. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about today on the podcast. How do you in the present moment begin to act like the highest version of self? How do you make those essentially the same thing? What you dream on the inside, how do you reflect that on the outside? This is something I have been navigating a ton, especially because my first book comes out this year. I have really had this long-held dream and I am so in touch with that highest version of self and I've been really trying to embody her. So I want to share with you some of the practices and tools that have been really working for me. So the first thing I want to talk about was a thing that I learned from an Abraham Hicks book that I read, I want to say like in December, 2000 and December, 2020. Yeah. Oh man. I get the years confused now. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't know. Is it 2019? Is it 2020? Is it 2021? It's just kind of a blur. Anyways, it was December, 2020. I remember reading, I think it's ask and it's given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And they were talking about when you are at a vibrational match for your desires, AKA when you are at the point of when you are ready to manifest that thing that you want into the physical plane, it should just sort of feel like the next step, like the next obvious step. This was such a huge moment of things clicking in terms of my head, because when I thought about manifestation for a long time, I obviously understood this concept of you having to be a vibrational match for your desires, but I didn't really know what that meant. But when they kind of broke it down as like, that goal just feels like the next step. I was like, oh, I get it. Here's how I would describe it. And here's how I would explain it to you. So back in the day, when I started kellytrack.com about five years ago, I remember really getting into this dreaming state. I was really big into visions and visioning and goals. And I would spend like 30 minutes a day visualizing like my highest self. And I literally had this full blown vision of me with my New York Times bestselling book and me walking up the stairs at the San Francisco Grace Cathedral, um, getting ready to do like a speaking gig on my book tour and really visualizing it through step-by-step step of like what I'm wearing, my like white romper, like my nude pointy heels, the sun is setting. So it's like pink and blue uh, and purple, like hazy clouds in the sky. It's the San Francisco Grace Cathedral, which I walked past like a million times when I was living in, in SF. And it was the exact same vision I had actually seen 
scene of Gabby Bernstein doing it when she was on her The Universe Has Her Back tour. And I remember seeing her walk up the stairs to do her event. And I remember thinking, whoa, that's what I want to do with my life. So I was really like energetically visualizing this for a long time. And I remember you know, obviously when they make you do meditations and visualizations, they really want you to like get into the senses. So what does it feel like? You know, think about it. Think about all the senses, like harnessing your, your taste, your touch, your smell, trying to really sink into that vision. And I remember thinking in my head, oh my gosh, like really leaning into that feeling of like holding a book in my hands and being like, this is my book. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I could just cry. I'm like so proud of this. This is like such an accomplishment. Like I would get so emotionally like worked up of being like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is huge. Oh my God. I'm so proud. I'm so grateful. Now looking back, that is actually not exactly a vibrational match. Cause it felt like not the next right obvious thing. And it all clicked when I was reading this in December, 2020, because in December, 2020, I had already like handed in my manuscript of my book. And I realized I had a moment of, Oh yeah, this thing is just going to ship to my door one day. And I remember thinking, Oh yeah, of course it's just going to ship to my door. And then I'm going to hold up my hands and I'm going to be like, Okay. Yeah. Like I wrote this, right? Very different energy in terms of that vibrational match. It literally felt at that point, like the next right step of like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, of course I'm going to have this thing to hold. And this is something I think about a lot in terms of manifestation and me trying to get a sense of where I'm at in terms of where my goal is. When it feels like the next obvious step, I know I'm energetically close and I know that I am there energetically, like my self-worth is there, my mindset is there. But when I feel like it's miles away and I'm going to be like bursting into tears of like how proud I am and like, blah, 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 blah. Then I kind of know that I'm energetically far. I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm really trying my absolute best to break it down for you. So what does this mean for you? Here's how I have been framing it. When I think about stepping into the energy of the person I really want to become, I really think about that goal being just the next right step. It's a little bit more of a deserving energy and like a really worthy energy. It's kind of like thinking about, hmm, here's how I would describe it. Obviously a huge goal I have of mine is to be a New York Times bestseller. And when I think about that goal where I am now, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I could totally see my name on the bestseller list because like I've earned it. Right. And I feel like if I saw it there, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like amazing. Good back in the past, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm going to like burst into tears and cry. Like it's a very different energy. So when I think about that high self-worth energy and stepping into that energy of who I want to become, it's a very worthy, grounded, embodied energy of like, yeah, I deserve this. Like this is the next step. Like this is just like the obvious manifestation. This is the thing that happens next. So for you think about this in regards to your goal, how could you just feel more grounded with it? How could you feel like it is something you really just deserve? And it is what's coming down the pipeline. It's kind of the next natural evolution and flow. And how can you really get into that worthy energy around it? Just think about that, you know, maybe meditate on it, think about it while you're in the shower, whatever it is for you, journal on it. You know, what would it really feel like if you were really in that feeling of worthiness and deservingness and it just felt so natural to you to have that level of success that it felt like the next thing. It felt like an obvious next step. I think that is a very fascinating viewpoint and it's something that I think about a lot. 
So the second tip that I've been really thinking about is actually a strategy that came from Christy Bartelt, my mentor. She gave me a piece of advice around stepping into that higher version of self. And she's like, it doesn't have to take long. She's like, you don't have to do a lot of things. She says, you could keep it as simple as just snapping your fingers and stepping into that energy. This is something I do now all the time before any speaking gig, before uh, any situation where I feel nervous. Sometimes I literally do this before I go on a date. I literally snap my fingers and I step into what I would call my New York times bestseller energy. This would be my highest version of self, right? And I just, I, I'm at a point where I can just snap and I can like feel my body change and I can just feel the energy shift because it's like when you're so clear in your head of that highest self vision, just try snapping your fingers and embodying it in a second. Um, I love this. I mean, I love anything that's speedy and fast and easy. So this is like everything and all of those characteristics. And it's so effective because whenever I'm feeling nervous or I'm doubting myself, I just remind myself to just snap my fingers and embody it and just go with it. Um, yeah, Christy had given me this tip and I use it I feel like I'm using it almost every single day now. This is such a great example and a tool of priming, like priming yourself before situations. And it's sort of like how you prime yourself and you're sort of like your, your mind and your subconscious mind to get into that state really quickly. I used to do different priming tactics back in the day when I would be nervous. So for example, when I was just starting out as a life coach back in the early days at kellytrack.com, before any client calls, I would listen to the same song because it got me into such a high vibrational state and I would sniff grapefruit essential oil. And between listening to that song and like smelling these smells, it got me instantly into that state of that high performance energy that I wanted to embody that like highest self version of me being the best coach I could. And I would do this as my priming exercise before I went into any coaching call, any podcast interview, anything like that. Um, and it instantly got me into that state. So yeah, controlling your state is just huge especially when you're really nervous. <laughs> and uh, believe me, I am nervous lots right now with my book coming out. And it's very easy for the mind and the inner critic to take hold. So if you feel like having a priming ritual would be helpful for you in order to step into the energy that you want to embody, go for it. Maybe use the quick snap um, of the fingers. Maybe you could smell something like a little essential oil blend. Maybe it's as simple as having like a ritual around like holding a crystal or saying a mantra for, your, for yourself, listening to a single song, whatever it is, pick a little ritual for yourself. I'm personally in the season of loving the snapping my fingers and embodying it, but go for whatever works for you. The only caveat here is that you really have to know what that vision is of that highest self version of you, right? You got to understand who that person is, how they act, how they speak, how they think, how they lead, how they carry themselves. So if you're not really sure on that, I would say do a little bit of visualization on that journaling, whatever works for you kind of get to know that person, get to know that version of yourself. And then once you are connected to that vision, then like attach a ritual to it so that you can really quickly prime yourself before nerve wracking situations. So you can really embody and lead from that higher energy. Now, the third big thing that I've been doing a lot lately in order to match that version of self I want to step into is to do a ton of shadow work and really work through that shadow. Oh my goodness. Me and my shadow are BFFs. I've done so much shadow work. I have hardly any, I feel like I've got hardly any shadow left. Like I've worked so hard on the shadow that I feel like, you know, 
I feel like we're doing pretty good over here. Yet, there's always things I'm working on. There's actually a whole chapter inside of PS Zero Genius that talks about uh, shadow and going through that because that work has been so pivotal in my life. So there's something in there for you to look forward to when you get your copy of P.S. You're a Genius um, for you to learn about. Um, but one of the books I really do enjoy about finding your shadow and working through it is The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. That's going to be linked in the show notes. It's under my favorite books under kellytrack.com slash tools. That's like a hub of where I keep all my favorite tech tools and softwares and books and gadgets and tech things, computers, mics, whatever, all that kind of good stuff. All the things that I love and use in my business to run my business and what kind of books are on my bookshelf are all on that page at kellytrack.com slash tools. So Debbie Ford's The Dark Side of the Light Chasers is something I have turned to so many times to work on my shadow. And it's really important to know what your shadow is. Shadow is a term and a concept from Carl Jung originally, and it's essentially all the parts of you that you are ashamed of, that you hide. It's the stuff that you don't want the public to know or to see. It's parts of you that you've rejected. It's like rejected aspects of self, stuff that you've seen other people criticized for, so you try not to portray it. It's very fascinating to look into your shadow. I think it requires a certain amount of self-work to to be at that level where you can really embrace that shadow and navigate it. I think if you gave me a shadow book at the beginning of my self-help journey, I would be like, well, this is a lot, but you know, years and years into the self-help work, you're like, okay, I can totally do this. I want to work on this. Um, but I had to get over a lot of shadow in order to get closer energetically to my highest self. This is going to kind of tie into tip four. So this is like tip three and tip four, but one of the things I really noticed, because you have to visualize your shadow. And when I visualized my shadow, I saw myself actually of how I presented myself a lot at home and a lot of when I went out in public. And this was very fascinating to me. And this is just really honest because this is Kelly Track is figuring it out. And this is something that took me months to work through. So when I would visualize my shadow and who she was, I imagined myself wearing my black baggy sweatpants at home and my black oversized sweater and, you know, my hair that was like super long and I like hadn't washed it in maybe a couple days. And, you know, I wasn't really wearing any makeup. I didn't do my eyebrows. I really wasn't feeling my best. You know, I was not looking my best. And one of the things I really noticed in that shadow was how much I was energetically hiding hiding away with like really, really long hair, um, me not getting it cut frequently enough, me not taking time and effort to feel my best, which means me, you know, washing my face and putting on a bit of makeup and me kind of like slinking away and energetically hiding me choosing to wear black, you know, wearing lots of black when it's really gloomy in for most of the months of Vancouver, Canada, when it rains a ton, you kind of can hide into the background and like blend away wearing really baggy clothes. And like, you know, I really noticed this, this aspect of hiding. And this was very fascinating to me because when you want to be visible or you want to have a book that's a New York Times bestseller, you need to be seen, right? And there was a part of me that I was just very afraid of being seen and very much hiding. And that had to go. And I had to shift that pattern up because I was like, whoa, this shadow will truly block me um, from helping the people I want to help because the shadow thinks it's keeping me safe and keeping me hidden versus me being able to shine my light and help it help the people that I need to help and let my book reach the people it needs to reach. So this is kind of tip four, which has to do with tip three. And tip four is just to stop energetically hiding. Notice where you are 
hiding, where you are dimming down your light. Maybe even reflect on, you know, if you were to meet your shadow, what does your shadow self look like? How do they present? How do they lead? You know, what are they doing? And does any of that kind of behavior surface on a day-to-day basis? I know for me, that was definitely the case. Everybody's shadow is entirely different. Um, but that was just such a point of aha moment because I was like, whoa, this shadow version of me actually comes out more than I realized because I am hiding just like her. So this was such an aha moment and a breakthrough. So when I really discovered that I was really energetically hiding, I honestly turned around and booked a $100 haircut with truly a pro, like somebody who's in their genius cutting hair with one of like literally the best haircutters in Vancouver, Canada. And I'm not saying this to like brag or be annoying because this was truly my first, uh, I would say like, haircut with like somebody truly top tier. (laughs) My whole life, I either cut my own hair or I went to those salons where they're learning. So you just sort of pay a minimal amount and you get a cut. Or I would always just sort of go to whatever easy place was around my home um, and whatever was convenient. I also used to like not get many haircuts and I would just like let it grow long. And I realized through doing this shadow work when I had really long hair and truly my hair like when I had it, it was like down to like my waist, right? That's long, right? Really long hair. And I realized it looks like almost like two curtains down the side of my face. Cause I have really, really poker straight long hair. And I was like, I am literally not letting people see my face. That's how bad the shadow is. It's like, I'm not letting people see my face. Cause I've got this like super long hair hiding it. So I went and I got it cut short. I got it taken it to, um, just a little bit underneath my shoulders. So a ton of hair went, um, I got like a super professional to do it. It looked super cute. I was so happy with it. The next thing I did was I bought some new clothes. I realized I had come home one day after doing all this shadow work. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, I'm wearing my old runners that are literally 10 years old. I'm wearing this super puffy jacket. I'm wearing a toque, AKA like a beanie as you'd call it in America and like a huge oversized duffel. And I literally was like, and I was wearing my black baggy sweatpants. I was like, oh my goodness, I am hiding. Like you can't see me under this toque with like my long hair and this huge jacket and like these pants. Like I'm like, I'm literally hiding away. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get some new cute clothes. So I went to the store, I got some clothes that I felt like represented all the pins on my Pinterest board that I keep pinning. I always make vision boards every single year and they always have like people in cute outfits. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get clothes that reflect my ideal life. And I went and got some cute new jeans that like fit me well and a new sweater and um, just some cute tops. And cute also means like, you know, more colorful, like try buying something that's not black, Kelly track. Um, and I, yeah, went out and I got some cute things and I got like this little cute yellow top. And I was just like, I just was proud because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to not energetically hide. And it was truly one of the things that I feel like I did in, um, kind of like between 2020 and 2021, that was just revelational for me. Is revelational a word? I don't know. We're going to go with it. It was truly such a groundbreaking moment to understand how much I was energetically hiding and then come out of hiding by cutting my hair short, trying to wear different clothes um, and letting myself be seen. And now I feel like when I go out in public, I do my best to make sure that I am now always leading as my most authentic self. And I'm picking clothes that really reflect my highest vision and my highest version of self. And I'm not, you know, dipping into old patterns of, hiding and letting my shadow win. So 
if this feels like it's a tip that calls to you and speaks to you, feel free to use it in your own life. Really consider ways in which you might be energetically hiding or not shining your light or not letting yourself be seen. And how can you make a conscious effort to shift that? So I think that's a good place to wrap up. I really hope this episode was helpful for you and useful for you. It's definitely something that I've been figuring out lately, how to exactly, you know, essentially match up with that highest vision of self and really step into that energy that I desire. So as a recap, here are the four practices I've been really using and leveraging. So number one is really this teaching from Abraham Hicks. And it is the reminder that when you are at a vibrational match for your desires, your goal will just feel like the next step. So when you feel like you're really in that worthy and deserving energy and that goal happening is just the next natural outcome, that's when you know you are close. So use that as your reminder to feel really deserving in the present moment. Number two, if you want to step into that energy, use a ritual. For me, I'm snapping my fingers and I can step into it. Maybe you want to hold a crystal, say a mantra, you know, smell an essential oil blend, whatever gets you into a state where you prime yourself before a scenario. So you can really embody that energy and step into it quickly. Number three, discover your shadow, figure out what is potentially subconsciously holding you back from being seen and being visible and where you might be blocking yourself from letting your most authentic self shine. And number four is to stop energetically hiding, especially if your shadow likes to hide. It's different for different people, but if you find yourself energetically hiding in certain ways or dimming down your light, Notice where you're doing that, have awareness and see if you can shift out of it. Those are the four things that have been really supportive for me. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here and I'll catch you back here soon. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to my show. I so appreciate you being here. And hey, if you want to order your copy of P.S. You're a Genius, an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts, even when you feel like you have none, you can pre-order it today at kellytrack.com books. That's kellytrack.com books. I hope my book finds its way to your doorstep this November 2021. Alrighty, catch you back here soon. Adios!